Some of you will probably laugh at this, but this week I had a complete epiphany. And that's that I was thinking that most people knew something that they didn't know. And knowing that they don't know that opens up a whole new world of possibilities for my capacity to teach people. And what I realize that people don't understand is thoughts. People live with their thoughts all day, every day, without having any idea what the hell they are. This is why so many of us either don't value our thoughts at all, or put so much value to them that we believe that they're 100% true. Now here's what I'm about to tell you that most people don't understand about thoughts. Thought is a sense. It's a sense just like every other one of your five senses. Just like sight, just like hearing, just like taste, just like touch just like feeling. Thought is a sense. You could in fact think of thought as the actual sixth sense and as intuition being any time that any faculty of sense has the capacity to perceive something that exists beyond the physical dimension. A sense is essentially a faculty by which a being perceives external stimulus. It is reactive in nature. What makes thought so confusing is that we don't perceive ourselves to be perceiving thoughts. We perceive our thoughts to be solely our own creation. This would be similar to perceiving that we are always the creator of every sound that we hear in the world, or that we are the creator of the sensation of burning when we touch a hot stove. Thinking that every thought is our own is one reason that we believe every thought we have is true and become so attached to them that we are overpowered by them completely. Thought is an observational response to an external stimulus just like every other sense that we have. We can observe a thought in the same way that we can perceive a smell coming from something nearby in our environment. It works in exactly the same way. Now, the reason that we can become conscious of ourselves is because, and only because, we can sense ourselves. Now, doesn't that tell you a lot about self-awareness? Most people are not walking the planet with a priority being to be able to sense themselves. <laughs> so they don't know themselves very much. We know ourselves and are authentic only to the degree that we can sense ourselves. Thoughts differentiate. They bring definition to the quantum field, so to speak. The universe is energy and energy vibrating in different ways. The universe can be seen as a seamless sea of vibrations. And every stimulus that can possibly be sensed in the universe is a vibration. So this is how it goes. Since the first thought that was ever created in this universe, every successive thought has been a reaction to that original thought or one of the byproducts of that original thought. It is possible for the energy of our consciousness to formulate thoughts in the same way that our body formulates the sensation of hot when we touch something hot. And we can formulate thoughts in response to other thoughts, not just things in the world. One of the examples I like using the best is, let's say that you're driving your car onto a really high bridge, like Golden Gate Bridge or something like that. So many people have been crossing that bridge, perceiving and even we could say creating these thoughts that coincide with driving one's car straight off the bridge. Thoughts that resonate to the frequency of terror. And when somebody drives through that path, I actually watch them coalescing with these thoughts 
bringing them in and perceiving them and suddenly going on an endless spiral of thought about a car crash. <laughs> you are walking through the world perceiving thoughts that are not even necessarily quote unquote yours. This is why it is perhaps the most valuable to think of thoughts in terms of them just arising. They arise across the canvas of what we call the mind, which is just your capacity to perceive them. This universe is governed by the law of attraction. What that means in a very simple way is that things of like frequency attract one another, kind of like magnetism. Now, when you think a thought, if you put any energy into it, and I mean really it takes almost no energy at all, it begins to attract other thoughts. So one thought leads to the next thought leads to the next thought. And in this physical dimension, we perceive that coalescing as a linear chain of thought. But because this chain of thinking that is inspired by some sort of stimulus somewhere takes place in our own minds, we perceive it to not be external to us. We perceive the thoughts to be our own. Most of our senses are tailored to the physical dimension so that we can navigate and differentiate in this learning hologram called life on earth. But every sense has the capacity to expand wide enough to begin to perceive things that exist beyond the range of our physical dimensional reality. Anybody who's been on the path of awakening a long time can attest to the fact that part of awakening is your senses expanding. So you start to begin to taste color. You start to begin to see sound. You start to perceive things like the future that aren't part of your current timeline. These things, this phenomena, occurs because our senses have widened to something that already exists. For seers and fortune tellers, they perceive thoughts consciously that resonate at a frequency well beyond the physical dimension, where time does not exist. Mediums hear things well beyond the physical dimension, which is why they can talk to dead relatives. But even people who are not particularly open in terms of perceptual capacities often perceive thoughts that are not theirs and are not a response to something physical. I love this example of an agent who shows their client houses. Now this person could be a really closed down person, not somebody who senses a whole lot. Now let's say that you're gonna sell them or are trying to sell them a house where a really unhappy marriage took place and ended in a conflict style divorce. Chances are that person's gonna walk in the house and even if that's the house that makes the most sense for them to buy in a rational manner, they won't even know why really they don't like that house. But suddenly they'll go into that house and start thinking thoughts that are around loneliness, being trapped, stuck, feeling miserably unhappy, and they won't know why. Because thoughts are just that, they're a reaction. You can see them just like the reaction that takes place in any other sense that you have. And feelings are most responsive to thought, and thus your emotional faculty reacts immediately to the thought that it comes into contact with. To become conscious of this chain reaction, next time you find yourself engaged in a chain of thought, stop yourself for a moment and backtrack. See if you can trace those thoughts or that chain of thoughts all the way back to whatever stimulated that thought. What you will notice is this is always how it happens. Something that you encounter, whether it's a thought or a thing, triggers this chain reaction of thought until you reach another stimulus, which sets you on a whole different track of chain of thought. 
Before we move on, I'm going to complicate things a tiny bit and say that at the second to the highest dimensional reality in this planet, all is one, not just planet universe. Now, coming from that place where all is one, it's easy to see that every thought that has ever been thought or will ever be thought or is currently being thought is technically your thought. But here in the physical dimension, you perceive yourself to be separate from other things in the world. And it is at this dimension that we can talk about the fact that you're perceiving thoughts that are not even your own. We can also go further. In this dimensional field, you are not your thoughts any more than you are your hearing or your sight. They are simply capacities that you have. The very fact that you can witness your own thoughts means that you are obviously not the same as your thoughts. Any more than just because you can smell a smell, you are the same as the smell. It's your capacity to perceive. So essentially, your thinking, or any other sense that you have, is a capacity that is held by what you truly are. At this lower dimensional level in the universe, even if you are the creator of the music and the perceiver of the music, you would not look at the music and confuse it as yourself. And if you are more than your thoughts, you have the capacity to use them and influence them. You can use your free will to focus and by doing so have influence over whatever it is that you are perceiving. Another way of saying this is, you have the capacity to use your free will to engage with a certain stimulus that's going to trigger a certain chain of thinking. When thoughts arise, you can choose to focus on them and then feed them with your energy and amplify the momentum of this attraction process that is happening to the thoughts, or you also have the choice to simply let them pass. It's almost like choosing which thoughts to engage with. But all of us have experienced this thing where our consciousness seems to fixate on a thought and there's so much interest from on behalf of our mind in that thought. It's almost like it doesn't matter what we're trying to do with our focus. It's pulling us there like gravity. You can guarantee if this is the case, then the focusing on that thought is key to our own expansion in some way. We have some kind of awareness to gain from that focus. Just like any other sense, the conscious witnessing of what we are perceiving can awaken us to the truth of this universe. It is so common, especially in the spiritual field, that the mind is made into an enemy of awakening, when in fact it can also be part of the mechanism of awakening. Any sense can limit you and any sense can be what sets you free. For this reason, I highly encourage you to watch my video titled, Is Your Mind Your Friend or Foe? It is important that along with our awareness that comes as a result of this particular sense of ours, that we also spend time focusing on doing with this sense what we do with our other senses, and that is to please it. Now, what do most of us do? We buy perfumes to please our sense of smell. We eat delicious food to please our sense of taste. What most of us don't think about is deliberately introducing stimulus that our mind or thought finds pleasant. When we do this, we nourish ourselves and maintain our well-being, as opposed to doing this to escape from thoughts that are unpleasant. A lot of people are confused about positive thinking. I want to give you this view on it. If you're using positive thinking to try to get away from a negative perception that you're having, that's similar to going to sleep on a pile of dog poop, 
but because you don't like the smell, spraying it in perfume, but then convincing yourself that you're sleeping somewhere hygienic. The smell is telling you you have something to clean up. We can get ourselves in a hell of a lot of trouble when we don't use our senses in this way, and instead use positive focus to escape away from them. It's a completely different energy and frequency when we are introducing a positive stimulus to our thought process simply as a way of offering ourselves pleasure. Our senses tell us so much about ourselves and about the world around us. They provide so much value. It is possible to use thoughts to escape from awareness, but it's also possible to use thoughts to enhance awareness. If we touch something hot, we know to take our hand off the stove. If we taste something bitter, we spit it out. If we think a thought that causes us to feel pain, we have the capacity to figure out what stimulated it and make changes either to our angle of perception or to the circumstance itself that is serving as the stimulus for those thoughts. This is what meditation seeks to do, in fact. Meditation is like purifying your sense that is your thought. So it seeks to stop the momentum of the chain of thoughts. It seeks to help you to give rise to creative new thought. It allows us to become aware of the origin of certain thoughts, as well as what to do with the awareness we gain to the thoughts we are perceiving. It allows us to discern thoughts that resonate at the frequency of truth and those which resonate at the frequency of illusion. Because thought is a sense, we need to treat thought with as much care and discernment as we do our other senses. Our senses can tell us great truth. Our senses can also be fooled. Our senses can be limited. Our senses can lead us to awakening. Given that thought is a sense, we could write whole books on this subject. I could lead you into the implications of this awareness within the human race for centuries. But rather than do that and get in the way of your own awakening, I simply am going to leave you with the understanding that thought is a sense and see if you can come up with the implications. So I'm going to leave you today with a question. If I accepted that thought was a sense just like every other one of my five senses, what would be different for me? How would my life change? Have a good week.